How's it going, everybody? I hope that you are all doing well. This is your host, Kevin Cohen, saying welcome to episode number 15 of Broad Sports. This is our weekly segment where we will dive into the top 25 of college football to see the changes that have been made to the top 25, and also where we will make our picks of the week for the NFL season. Let us dive into the top 25 where there are a lot of changes to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. So we are in week number six of the college football season. I can't believe that in a normal season, we'd be around halfway through the year. Every team would be on probably game four, maybe five or six, maybe even, yeah, around game five or six. There are a couple zero games, but not a lot of teams do that. That's mainly the University of Hawaii who had those rights, or I'm sorry, it's Hawaii. They usually had the rights to play a week zero game, but yeah, most of these teams, they're on week five or are their fifth or sixth game of the year in a normal season, but we know due to coronavirus, a lot of these uh, seasons have been delayed, so we are at, for some teams, it's week three. For some teams, it's game five. But other than that, let's dive into the top 25. We are still on the AP top 25, which is the Associated Press. The college football playoff poll, that won't happen for a few weeks down the road. So we are still going to stick with the AP top 25. So there were a lot of changes, folks, in the top 25 this week. There were eight teams last week that lost from the top 25, but six of them lost to unranked opponents. The only two that did not that lost the top 25 teams was number seven Auburn, who lost to number four Georgia, and number 13 Texas A&M, who lost to number two Alabama. The other six teams all lost to unranked opponents. But there were a lot of changes in the top 25. There's a lot of teams that moved up, a couple teams that moved down significant spots. Five new teams were added into the top 25. So let us take a look at the top 25. So kicking it off this week, the top six teams, they remain the same with Clemson, Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Notre Dame, and Ohio State. The only changes in the top six is that Georgia jumped Florida to get their number three spot back. So that means that Florida moved down to number four. Clemson is still number one. Alabama is still number two. Notre Dame is still number five. And Ohio State is still number six. Number seven last week was Auburn. They have dropped. So moving up to the number seven spot from number eight, that is the Miami Hurricanes. This team, honestly, I think should jump Ohio State and Notre Dame. And I think that they should be in the top five. But they have a really good matchup this week, and I will get into that a little bit later in this episode, but it's going to be a nail-biter. This team won on the road last week at BC, 26-22, so they jumped up from number 12 to number 8, and that is the North Carolina Tar Heels. They have another huge game in the ACC this week. A team that moved up from number 10 to number 9 is the Penn State Nittany Lions, they still won't play for another two weeks, but they still move them up in the rankings. After a big 47-7 victory on the road in Lawrence against the Kansas Jayhawks, they moved up from number 17 to the top 10. 
that is the number 10 Oklahoma State Cowboys. They round out the top 10. This team went from 14 to 15 back up to number 11. That is the number 11 Cincinnati Bearcats. They have moved up four spots. This team was ranked 14th last week. They moved up two spots. That is the number 12 Oregon Ducks. This was the first team that lost to a top 25 team. They were number seven last week, but have dropped six spots after their loss to Georgia. That is the number 13 Auburn Tigers, who are looking to bounce back this week at home. This team was ranked as number 21 last week, but they have jumped up seven spots to number 14. That is the Tennessee Volunteers, who have a big SEC East road game this week. Another team that was ranked in the bottom five of the top 25, but they moved up seven spots. That is the number 15 BYU Cougars, who have another home contest this week. Another Big Ten team that moved up three, that moved up from number 19 to up three spots to number 16. That is the Wisconsin Badgers. LSU was ranked number 20 last week. They have jumped up three spots to number seven after a big road victory in Nashville last week, and they will return. They will return home. This week, this this is one of the first teams that was not ranked last week, but after a game-winning field goal to win at home against Memphis last week, SMU has joined the rankings at number 18. This team was ranked two weeks ago, but was kicked out. They were number 20, and now they are back in the in the rankings at number 19. That is the Virginia Tech Hokies after their big win on the road in Durham last week against the Duke Blue Devils. Another Big Ten team that did not play, but they still moved up three spots from 23 to 20, are the Michigan Wolverines. They still will not play for another two weeks. The, team, the other team that lost to a top 25 opponent, they were number 13, but they have jumped down eight spots to number 21. That is the Texas A&M Aggies coming home this week after a brutal loss last week in Tuscaloosa against Alabama. A team that was ranked in the top 10 last week but have dropped 13 spots are the number 22 Texas Longhorns. They had an opportunity to win their game against TCU after a huge reception by Deontay Ingram got them down to the TCU two-yard line with less than three minutes left. But the following play, the next play, he runs, he tries to rush in for the touchdown, Deontay Ingram, but unfortunately the ball is popped out of his hands and TCU recovers the fumble and runs down the clock to get the upset victory over the Longhorns. So they have dropped from number nine to number 22. 23, 24, and 25 have all joined the rankings. Number 23, Louisiana Lafayette, they have joined back into the rankings. They had a bye week last week, but they will be, they will have a really good home contest. This week, this team was unranked last week, but after a huge home upset against the number 18, 18th ranked Oklahoma Sooners, Iowa State has joined the has joined back into the rankings at number 24. And finally, another Big Ten team has been added into the top 25, that being number 25, Minnesota, who will not play for another two weeks. Teams that dropped from the top 25 were the number 11 UCF Knights. This team was up 23-3 at one point on Tulsa and were outscored 31-3 to lose at home to the Golden Hurricane. 
34-26. Number 16, Mississippi State, after their huge upset in Baton Rouge, they returned to Starkville to lose at home to Arkansas, which snaps Arkansas's 20-game SEC losing streak. So congratulations to the Hogs for snapping the streak. But Mike Leach, oh, the internet will remain undefeated. I still haven't seen any currently, but you became a meme knowing that you were on your high horse after you beat LSU, and now you just lost to Arkansas. The internet will make you a living meme, and there is no way that they will let you live this down. Number 18, Oklahoma. They have dropped out after losing to Iowa State. This was the first time in a while, I believe since the 1990s, that they lost two games in a row. And now they will face off against Texas in the Red River rivalry in Dallas this week. Number 24, Pitt. They lost on a last-second touchdown from NC State. They have dropped out of their rankings. And number 25, Memphis, lost last week on a game-winning field goal in Dallas against SMU. So they have dropped from the rankings. Let's get into the top 25 games this week, and I will make my predictions. Kicking it off at noon on ABC, we've got probably one of the biggest games in the ACC this year, which is the number 19 Virginia Tech Hokies. They're coming off a win against Duke. They will stay in the state of North Carolina, but they will travel to Chapel Hill this time to take on the number 8th ranked North Carolina Tar Heels. The Tar Heels are actually favored by 5.5 points. Now, before the season began, before the ACC decided to dissolve their divisions this year, they probably will go back to them next year. But for this year only, there will be no divisions in the ACC this year. They were gonna t- they're going to take the top two teams from their division from the conference and have them play in the conference championship game. Now, Virginia Tech and North Carolina, before the season began and before they dissolved the divisions, these two teams were probably – the two favorites coming out of the Coastal Division to take on Clemson. But this definitely will be one of the biggest games of the ACC this year. Both of them are probably, I think that both these teams will probably finish in the top five of the ACC. But with that being said, I'm going to actually take the Virginia Tech Hokies in an upset of the North Carolina Tar Heels. At noon on Fox in the Cotton Bowl, we've got another rendition of the Red River rivalry between number 22, Texas, and the University of Oklahoma. Oklahoma is favored by one and a half points. Oh, boy. This game's honestly pretty bad. I don't think that they should be called the Red River rivalry this week. This game should be called the Red River Snooze Fest. Both these teams have horrible defenses. Texas does not know how to tackle a running back or a wide receiver for their life. I have watched their last two games against Texas Tech and TCU. They struggled to tackle anybody against Texas Tech, so they were lucky enough to come away with that overtime victory. But they were not lucky this time to come away with a win against TCU. Oklahoma, I don't know if Spencer Rattler's the answer. Don't get me wrong. He had a great game. I believe he threw for three touchdowns. He had one interception to Ashim Young of Iowa State, who actually is a Philadelphia, Pennsylvania guy. 
He went to Imhotep Charter. But if Oklahoma loses this game, I did some research. This would be the first time that they were 1-3 to start the season since 1965. Yikes. You don't want to be one of those teams at the University of Oklahoma. When's the last time they lost three in a row? I could not find that personally, but I looked up the last time that they started one and three, and that was 1965. Meanwhile, for Texas, if Oklahoma wins this game, they have knocked Texas out of the playoff race. So it looks like, honestly, none of the Big 12 teams, besides maybe Oklahoma State and possibly Iowa State, want to play from the playoff. None of them, besides those two teams. It's clear that Oklahoma, they've gone the last couple of years. They didn't want to go this year. And Texas, once again, they have all these strong components. Ellinger's a great quarterback. But they want to live down to their Big 12 foes, especially TCU. Since TCU has joined the Big 12 in 2012, they are 7-2. and two. Against the Longhorns. That. This one is probably one of the hardest games to pick. Because both these teams are so inconsistent. Do I think Spencer Rattler will throw a couple picks? I think so. I don't think that Spencer Rattler is the answer for the University of Oklahoma. That being said, am I saying fire Lincoln Riley? If he has a terrible season, no, I'm not saying that at all. Lincoln Lincoln Riley is a great coach. I'm not saying fire him. However, I don't think Spencer Rattler is the answer. I'm going to take Texas in this game. This was a very hard game to pick. It was honestly a coin flip between heads and tails. But I'm going to take the Longhorns to win this rendition of the Red River rivalry. At noon on ESPN, we have the number four, number four Florida Gators coming off a home victory against the University of South Carolina. They will head west and head to Kyle Field to take on the number 21-ranked Texas A&M Aggies. The Gators are favored by 6.5 points. I think that Jimbo Fisher's time in College Station might be wrapping up soon because they had so much hype bringing him in, and he has not delivered. But I'm going to take the Gators in this game. I think Trask and Pitts will be too much for that Aggie defense, just like Jalen Waddle was last week against their secondary. Give me the Gators to win against the Aggies. At noon on ESPN2, we've got the 3-0 Coastal Carolina Shauna Clears. This is going to be a good game. They will head to Louisiana to take on the number 23-ranked Louisiana Lafayette Ration Cajuns. I think this is going to be a great game. Louisiana Lafayette, the only double-digit victory that they've had so far on the year came against the Cyclones of Iowa State. Both of these teams have, both these teams are from the Sun Belt, but both of these teams have also beaten a Big 12 team. With Louisiana Lafayette beating Iowa State and Coastal Carolina beating Kansas. Now, which one's the more impressive win? It's easily Louisiana Lafayette over Iowa State, as Iowa State was ranked. Kansas, you've seen how that team has turned out. But 
Coastal Carolina, this is probably going to be one of their best seasons as an FBS squad. They moved up in 2017 and haven't really had much success in the top 25, or not in the top 25, excuse me, in the FBS. They were a consistent, a consistently good FCS team, constantly making the playoffs. The last couple years that they made the playoffs in the SES, they had their season ended by North Dakota State, but they decided to move up to the FBS after changing conferences from the Big South to the Sun Belt. That being said, though, I'm actually going to take the Shonicleers in the upset. This team is a very dominant team. This team hasn't won. This team, they beat Kansas by 15. They beat the Campbell Fighting Camels by 22. And they just beat Arkansas State by 29. So this team knows how. This team has a very good defense. They have a very good offense as well. I'm going to take the Shonicleers to upset the Raging Cajuns. And who knows, the Shonicleers might be able to get into the top 25 of the FBS for the first time in school history. At 3.30 p.m. Eastern on CBS, oh, this is going to be a good game. We've got number 14, Tennessee, traveling to Athens, Georgia, to take on the number three Georgia Bulldogs. Georgia is favored by 13 points in this game. I think that spread is absolutely ridiculous. This is going to be an amazing game, in my opinion. Um, I think personally, though, I'm going to take Rocky Top in the upset. That's right, people. I'm going with the Tennessee Volunteers to upset the Georgia Bulldogs. I think Tennessee, they're a lot more balanced of a team. And also, they don't have quarterback issues like Georgia does because I don't know if they're going to keep Stetson Bennett, who had an amazing game against Auburn, may I add. I don't know if they'll keep Stetson Bennett as their starting quarterback. I don't know if they'll start Mathis. I don't know if JT Daniels will take over as the starter as he's been medically cleared to play, the the USC transfer. Also, you had Jamie Newman. He probably would have been the starter if he didn't opt out. I'm taking the Volunteers to upset the Bulldogs in Athens. At 3.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2, we've got the 3-1 University of Texas San Antonio Roadrunners, or UTSA. They will travel west to Provo to take on the number 15th ranked BYU Cougars. I'm going to take the Cougars in this game. They have, a, they have a huge spread, which I don't even want to get into that spread. Their spread, they're favored by 34 points. So they have no faith in UTSA. Neither do I. I'm taking BYU. At 3.30 p.m. Eastern on ABC, we've got the 1-2 Texas Tech or, excuse me, Red Raiders. They will travel up north to take on the number 24-ranked Iowa State Cyclones. I'm going to take the Cyclones to head to 3-1 and one after a victory over the Red Raiders. At 4 p.m. Eastern on the SEC Network, we've got the 1-1 one one Arkansas Razorbacks coming off of their losing streak is completely done. They're coming off a win in Starkville against the Mississippi State Bulldogs. They will head to Jordan-Hare to take on the number 13th-ranked Auburn Tigers. Auburn is favored by 16.5. I have Auburn bouncing back. They had a horrible game against Georgia, but I think 
that they will bounce back against Felipe Franks and the Razorbacks. I don't think Arkansas will win two in a row. Give me the Auburn Tigers. At 6 p.m. on ESPN. Yes, I'm surprised as well that it's at 6 p.m. We've got the number two Alabama Crimson Tide. They will head to Oxford, Mississippi to take on the Ole Miss Rebels, who are coming off a win last week against the University of Kentucky. Saban is 20 or 21 and 0 against his former assistants, as Jimbo Fisher was one of his assistants. Now he's taking on another assistant in Lane Kiffin this week. Will he get to either 21 or 22-0 and 0 against his former assistants? That answer is yes. He will get the victory. However, with 24 points, I'm going to actually take the Rebels to cover that spread. At 7.30 p.m. Eastern on NBC, we've got the Florida State Seminoles. Traveling to Notre, traveling to South Bend to take on the number five Notre Dame Irish. I'm going to take the Notre Dame Irish, Fighting Irish, in this game. I don't think that Florida State, Florida State, that team is a hot mess. It's a hot mess to say the least. Give me the Fighting Irish. At 7:30 p.m. Eastern on ABC. Now this is the game I was talking about. This is where College Game Day will be. This is going to be probably, honestly, one of the games of the year. Clemson-Notre Dame will probably be the game of the year, honestly, in the ACC. But this is going to be up there in games of the year. We've got the number seven Miami Hurricanes traveling to Death Valley to take on the number one Clemson Tigers in Memorial Stadium. Clemson is favored by 14 points. Oh, my God. This is going to be such a good game. I mean, two top 10 teams. I'm going to take Clemson to win, but Miami will cover that 14-point spread. I think that Clemson will only win by maybe seven, maybe three. I don't think that they're going to win by double digits. And finally, at 9 p.m. Eastern on ESPN, we've got the 0-2 Missouri Tigers heading to Death, the actual Death Valley to take on the number 17th-ranked LSU Tigers. We're coming off a win in Nashville against Vanderbilt. LSU is favored by 20 and a half. I'm going to take the LSU Tigers. So those are my top 25 picks, folks. Now let us dive into week five of the NFL season where I bounced back in a, in a big way. After a seven and nine week last week, I went 10 and five this week. One of the games I was excited though I got wrong where my Philadelphia Eagles, the Birds, beat the Niners. I was so freaking happy that they won. And this is actually going to be our first good Thursday night football game of the year, in my opinion. We've got on Thursday, October 8th at 8.20 p.m. Eastern on Fox and the NFL Network and Amazon Prime. But Fox will take over the primary broadcasting for Thursday Night Football for the rest of the season. It is Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 3-1, and one, coming off a win at home against the Los Angeles Chargers. They will head to Chicago to take on Nick Foles and the Bears, who are coming off a loss at home last week to the Indianapolis Colts. Tampa is favored by 5.5 points, and the over-under is 44.5. 
is going to be a good game, especially the big storyline is that Tom Brady and Nick Foles, they will meet on the field for the first time since Nick Foles brought my birds home the Super Bowl after beating Tom Brady with the Eagles. This will be an interesting game. Oh, before I even pick this game, I have a couple congratulations to give out. Congratulations to Tom Brady, who now holds the most wins in NFL history. He surpassed Adam Vinatieri last week with a win over the Chargers. Congratulations to Derek Carr, who is now the all-time passing touchdowns leader in the Raiders organization. Congratulations to Julio Jones, who now holds the all-time receptions, who now leads all-time in receptions in the Falcons franchise history. And congratulations to Joe Burrow, who got his first win as an NFL QB last week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Congratulations, Joe. I know that there are more to come. That being said, let's dive back into the pick between the Bucks and the Bears. I love my man Nick Foles, but he played like crap against the Colts last week. Tom Brady did really well against the Chargers. He did throw a pick six. Will he throw another pick six this week? I think so. If I had to guess which bear he's going to throw to for the pick six, I'm going to guess Eddie Jackson. But I'm going to take the Bucs to steal the victory from the Bears. And this game will hit the over. On Sunday, October 11th at 1 o'clock on Fox, we've got the 1-2 and two Philadelphia Eagles. They're coming home after – or coming back to the East Coast, at least, after a win last week in Santa Clara against the 49ers. They will – Still be on the road this week, but they will take on in-state rival, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh, they are favored by seven points with the over-under being 45 points. This is something to keep in mind. Pittsburgh has won the last two times that they have met in Pittsburgh. Philadelphia has won the last two times they've met in Philadelphia. So they have split the last four meetings. Pittsburgh is actually four and two all-time in Pittsburgh since the NFL-AFL merger. I'm going to take the Philadelphia Eagles in an upset over the Steelers. That's right, folks. I'm taking it. And that game is probably, my opinion, going to wash. Which wash just means that it's going to hit right smack on the middle at 45. At 1 o'clock on CBS, we've got the 1-3 Jacksonville Jaguars, who had suffered a loss last week in Cincinnati. They will hit the road once again and head to Houston to take on the 0-4 Houston Texans who are coming off a loss at home to the Minnesota Vikings. Houston is favored by 6.5 points, and the over-under is 55 points. Houston, oh, God, that is a crisis. They have fired their head coach and general manager in Bill O'Brien. Their new interim head coach will be Romeo Cornell is their associate head coach. He was actually their defensive coordinator last year. But yikes, this team is a mess. This team, I mean, the last time that Romeo Cornell was a head coach was in 2012, where he was the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. And he led them to an abysmal 2-14 and record. I really hope that he doesn't do that again. But I'm going to take the Jaguars in the upset over the Texans. I think the Texans, they are in shambles right now. And they're trying to pick the pieces back up. And that will not happen this week. 
Give me the Jaguars. That game will hit the under. At 1 o'clock on Fox, we've got the 2-2 two two Carolina Panthers. We're coming off a win at home against the Arizona Cardinals. They will head to Atlanta to take on the 0-4 Atlanta Falcons, who return home after a loss last night to the Green Bay Packers. The Falcons, they are actually favored in this game by 3.5 points, with the over-under being 55 points. I'm going to take the Panthers in this game. I don't think the Falcons, they, they are, I think the Falcons are not that good. They have a lot of injuries in their secondary. I think Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore are going to have amazing games against their secondary. Give me the Panthers to win this game. And that game will hit the over just because of how bad the Panthers are going to kill. At 1 o'clock on CBS, we've got the 4-0 Buffalo Bills. They will head to, who are coming off a win in Vegas last week. They will take on the 3-0 Tennessee Titans, who are coming off a bye week slash postponement of their game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's no current spread. There's no over-under for this game at the current moment. There might be later in the week, but I'm recording this on Tuesday. I want to keep these on Tuesday. Last week, I had to do it on Thursday because of some scheduling conflicts. But, yes, going further down the season, I'd like to keep these for Tuesday. I'm going to take the Bills to win this game. I think that they have shown to be a more impressive team than the Titans have. The Titans, yes, they're undefeated, but they have not looked that impressive. The Broncos fought them down to the wire. The Jags took them to the wire. They had to come back on the Vikings. Give me the Bills. At 1 o'clock on CBS, we have the 2-2 Las Vegas Raiders. This one's not going to be an easy one for them. They're coming off the home loss last week against the Buffalo Bills. They will travel to Arrowhead to take on the 4-0 Kansas City Chiefs. They're coming off a 26-10 victory over the New England Patriots last night. No current spread, no current over-under. I'm going to take the Chiefs to absolutely wipe the floor with the Raiders. Sorry, guys. At 1 o'clock on Fox, we've got the 2-2 Arizona Cardinals, who are coming off a loss last week at Charlotte to the Carolina Panthers. They will travel back to the East Coast, but further up north to MetLife Stadium to take on the 0-4 New York Jets, who are coming off a home loss to the Denver Broncos on Thursday Night Football. Arizona is favored by 6.5 points, with the over-under being 47 and a half. I'm going to take the Cardinals in this game. I think this game honestly will probably hit the over just because of how bad the Cardinals are going to kill the Jets. At one o'clock on Fox, we've got the three and one Los Angeles Rams who are coming off a bounce back home victory against the New York Giants. They will hit the road and head to Landover, Maryland, to take on the one and three Washington football team who are coming off a loss at home the Baltimore Ravens. The Rams, they are favored by nine points, and the over-under is 45 and a half. I'm going to take the Rams in this game. Would I be surprised if Washington covered this nine-point spread? To be honest, no. No, I would not. But I'm going to take the Rams to win this game, and that game will hit the under. At one o'clock on CBS, we've got the one, two, and one Cincinnati Bengals, who are coming off their first win of the year last week at home against Jacksonville. They will hit the road and head to M&T Bank Stadium to take on the 3-1 Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore is favored by 13.5 points, and the over-under is 51 points. I'm going to take the Ravens to win this game. However, Cincinnati, they've looked impressive in their four games. 
I think Cincinnati will cover that 13.5 point spread, but the Ravens still will win the game. Over under 51 points, that game will hit the over. At 4 or 5 p.m. Eastern on Fox, we've got the 1-3 Miami Dolphins who are coming off a loss at home last week against the Seattle Seahawks. They will hit the road and head to Santa Clara to take on the 2-2 two and two San Francisco 49ers who are coming off a loss at home on Sunday Night Football to my Philadelphia Eagles. Go Birds! That being said, I'm gonna take. I'm actually gonna take the Dolphins in the upset. The, this Niners team is not good at home, and the Dolphins actually really put up a fight. Did they still lose to the Seahawks? Yes, but they put up a fight to the end. Give me the Dolphins to upset the 49ers. At 4:25 on CBS, we've got the three and one Indianapolis Colts coming off a road victory last week against the Chicago Bears. They will hit the road once again and head to Cleveland to take on the 3-1 Cleveland Browns coming off a road victory in Dallas. Indianapolis is favored by 2.5 points with the over-under being 47.5. I'm going to take the Colts in this game because I think they're – actually, you know what? No. At first, I was going to take the Colts, but I'm actually going to pick the Browns in the upset. I think the Browns are a very good team. They're now starting to prove – all their doubters, including myself, wrong. I thought that this team was just barely going to miss out on a wild card, but I think this team will now make a wild card. I am going to take the Browns to win, and this game will hit the under. Oh, boy, I don't even want to talk about this game. I, I don't want to talk about this game, but I still have to. At 425 on CBS, you've got the 0-4 New York Giants who are coming off a road loss last week against the Los Angeles Rams. They will hit the road again and head to AT&T Stadium to take on the 1-3 Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys, they are favored by nine points, and the over-under is 54. That being said, knowing their defenses, both their defenses are horrible. This game could hit the over. Yeah, no, it's going to hit the under. I'm going to take the Cowboys to win. But I'm not confident in that. Their secondary is atrocious. I mean, Tyler Lockett, OBJ, Jarvis even ate them up. DK Metcalf ate them up. Calvin Ridley. Oh, my God. Dallas secondary is awful. Oh, my God. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. But at the same time, I think personally, the Cowboys, if you lose to the Giants, who don't have Saquon. They don't have Saquon. That is a worse loss than my Philadelphia Eagles losing to the Washington football team. The Giants team without Saquon is definitely worse than a loss to Washington, as Washington actually has some talent on their team. Are they good? No. Do they have the pieces to get good down the line? Yes. Giants right now, no. This team will not be good for at least five years to a decade. Actually, I wouldn't say five years. I'd say at least a decade. At 425 on CBS, we've got the 1-3 Denver Broncos coming off their first win of the year last week in MetLife against the New York Jets. They will hit the road once again and take on the 2-2 New England Patriots who are coming off a bad road loss against the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, let me reiterate that. Their defense didn't look horrible, but their offense, ugh, 
God. Ugh, that's not that's not pretty. Dream Gillette Stadium, there is no current over or under, and there is no current line for this game. I'm I feel obligated. Because I don't think that Cam Newton will be back for this game. He'll probably be back for their week seven game against the Niners because they have a bye week next week. Um I'm gonna take I'm still going to take the Patriots to win this game. But I think it'll be very, very close. Sunday Night Football this week at 8.20 on NBC. We've got the 1-3 Minnesota Vikings who are coming off a road victory against the Houston Texans. They will hit the road once again and head to Seattle to take on the 4-0 Seattle Seahawks in CenturyLink Field. Seattle, they're coming off a road victory against Miami. That is actually the NFL's longest road trip, Seattle to Miami. Seattle, they are favored by seven points, and the over-under is 58. This game is going to hit the over. Seattle's going to absolutely destroy the Vikings. Enough said. And finally, at on Monday, October 12th, at 8.15 p.m. Eastern on ESPN, we've got the 1-3 Los Angeles Chargers, who lost last week on the road against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They will hit the road once again and head to the Superdome to take on the 2-2 two two New Orleans Saints, who are coming off a road victory last week against the Detroit Lions. The line, New Orleans, they are favored by 7.5 points, and the over-under is 52. I'm going to take the Saints to bounce back, get their third win of the year, and head to 3-2 and two on the season. They lost one primetime game in the Superdome this year. I don't see them doing it again. Give me the Saints in this game. This is now the start of the actual first official bye weeks. The Steelers and Titans, they got a bye week last week because their game was postponed due to coronavirus. So now they will play week seven of the NFL season where the Titans were originally supposed to have their bye week. And they pushed back the Steelers-Ravens game to week eight of the of the season where... The Steelers were originally supposed to have their bye, and I believe the Ravens as well. So they have moved up the Ravens bye week, I believe, to week seven. So the first official bye week teams are the Detroit Lions and Green Bay Packers. So there are 15 games to pick this week. Those are my picks, guys. Please let me know what you guys think on Instagram and Twitter at Broad Sports Pod. Make sure to give them a follow. Once again, follow Broad Sports on Instagram and Twitter at Broad Sports Pod. That's going to wrap it up for episode number 15 of Broad Sports. I had a fun, I always have a fun time doing this weekly segment, and I hope that you guys have some entertainment listening to me ramble on about football, because football is my favorite sport. But I hope that you all have an amazing day. And that being said, this is your host, Kevin Cohn, signing off. And I hope you have an amazing day, my friend.